Do you believe in miracles? Well, whether you believe in miracles or not, the Gospels sure have a lot to tell us about miracles, love, and healing. My name is Lauren Welch, a deacon in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. And I'm John Shemitek, also a deacon in the Episcopal Diocese of Maryland. Welcome to Powerful Love, Healing Miracles of Jesus. In this series, we're going to take a look each week at a different miracle story in the Bible that talks about how powerful love can be in healing. Whether this love comes from the Divine One, or the love that we could have for one another, or the love that we could even have for ourselves. Before we get started, Lauren is going to lead us in an opening prayer. Oh God, the source of all health, so fill our hearts with faith in your love, that with calm expectancy we may make room for your power to possess us and gracefully accept your healing. Amen. Today's Bible story is the story of the one of the stories of the paralytic, and this is the one where they actually break into the house through the roof to bring someone to Jesus. So this comes from the Gospel of Luke, reading from the message version of the Bible. It's chapter 5, 17 to 26. One day, as he was teaching, Pharisees and religion teachers were sitting around. They had come from nearly every village in Galilee and Judea, even as far away as Jerusalem, to be there. The healing power of God was on him. Some men arrived carrying a paraplegic on a stretcher. They were looking for a way to get into the house and set him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, removed some tiles, and let him down in the middle of everyone, right in front of Jesus. Impressed by their bold belief, he said, Friend, I forgive your sins. That set the religious scholars and Pharisees buzzing. Who does he think he is? That's blasphemous talk. God and only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew exactly what they were thinking and said, Why all this gossipy whispering? Which is simpler, to say, I forgive your sins, or to say, get up and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I'm the Son of Man and authorized to do either or both, he now spoke directly to the paraplegic, get up, take your bedroll, and go home. Without a moment's hesitation, he did it got up, took his blanket, and left for home, giving glory to God all the way. The people rubbed their eyes, incredulous, and then also gave glory to God. Awestruck, they said, we've never seen anything like that. And so now we are going to ask our three questions that we normally do. What does this story tell us about healing? So this is a very amazing story again. It's one of those very dramatic stories, especially dramatic the way it's told in the message where everything is very sudden and amazing as it happens. And I think, gosh, we've talked about this story before a couple of times. And I think one of the things that has impressed both of us in the past, and I still, each time I read this, I get the same sense that what was so amazing was that the friends, the faith of the friends were what brought the person to Jesus for healing. We don't even know if that person had faith 
himself until after the healing. It, didn't, it doesn't really matter, but the friends were able to overcome all these obstacles. They were, you know, the crowds were all gathered. They couldn't get into the house and they actually broke open the roof so that they could get the person to Jesus. So that, to me, that was one of the things that really struck me about this passage. Me too, John. Along, along with that, because I think that's the first thing that comes to my mind too, but it was the fact that Jesus knows that the burdens we carry is what harms us the most. And so his first thought is to forgive the sins of the man. And of course, that doesn't make sense to most of the people there because they wanted this man to get up. And so Jesus says, okay, go ahead and walk. And he walks. But that what we carry with us is what, what, what sometimes makes us ill. And Jesus, Jesus knew that. So that, for me, that, that stood out too. Yeah, those are, those are two, big, uh, two big issues. We should probably move on to the second question. What does the story remind you of in your own life? Hmm. Yeah, let's think about that. You know, there are times when my friends have indicated to me that there were things I needed to work on and, and maybe I shouldn't try to do it all myself and to seek help. And so, that's one of the things it reminds me of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, what, what I'm, I'm thinking sort of for myself too about the looking at each of these kinds of infirmities as a metaphor for something. And so for me, what thinking about when, when am I paralyzed? And have I had times in my life? And the answer is yes, I have had times in my life where I've absolutely been paralyzed and not really able to, to take an action that I needed to do, to forgive somebody, to, to do some good work, to, you know, to get up and, and do what the obvious next step of what needs to be done. And so what it, that reminds me when I think about the story about times that I've had some sort of paralysis and, and maybe just because I've what do they talk about? The paralysis by analysis. Mm -hmm. You know, I just spend so much time sometimes planning and thinking and wondering about things. As you well know, Laura, that I don't do it. And so I think that's a, that's a, that's a risk that we have, that uh, I have, and that I need to pay attention to. So we need to pay attention to these things. And what happens if we go to our third question, how do we imagine being healed? What would you imagine your reaction would be to being healed like this? Yeah, there, I think I have this very similar reaction to all of these kinds of healings, this, this emotional kind of a, a sense of liberation. Mm -hmm. And especially with this paralysis when we're unable to move, it is just a, a, a wonderful sense of freedom and, and being restored and being just what whatever wholeness means to, to people. And what, I know I have a sense of what it means to me, just this, this gratitude for being granted a measure of wholeness. A measure of wholeness and, and joy, I would think, at mm. this point, with, with being able to jump up and walk and take your bed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I want to thank everyone, all of all of you who have been following our series, who are or listening to this. We appreciate your time, and we'd really appreciate any comments 
that you can make. And whatever vehicle you're watching it, please, there's a way for you to comment it, to like it, to share it. And uh, we'd be really grateful if you'd, uh, you'd do that, help with doing this in the first place. If you would like to find out more, you can visit our website at listeningforclues.com. And we have our entire collection of videos that we've ever done are there, as well as some audio-only podcasts. So until next time, peace and blessings. Before we close, Lauren will offer the final prayer. God, our healer, keep us aware of your presence. Support us with your power. Comfort us with your protection. Give us strength and create in us your love and peace. Amen. Amen.